Welcome to the Learning Languages and Society with Gabby podcast, where it's all about the fascinating world of languages and culture. Let's rock. Hi, everybody. My name is Gabby, and welcome to my show. Today, we're going to talk about the role of nutrition in language acquisition. This is going to be the last episode in this three-block series of episodes, which includes sports and language acquisition, slip spindles, and memory consolidation for language acquisition, and this one last episode, which I named Nutrition and Cognition. Okay, so let's, let's begin. For starters, do you know that the foods you eat impact your health? This is a question we all invariably ask ourselves, and the answer is yes, absolutely. Food definitely has an impact on our health. Most importantly, what you eat can have negative effects on the most complex organ in your body, your brain. Amazingly, the food you eat affects neurons, which are the major cells of the brain. And in the brain, an unhealthy diet that is rich in fats and sugars, causes inflammation of neurons and inhibits the formation of new neurons. This can affect the way the brain works and contribute to brain disorders like depression, for example. On the other hand, a diet that contains healthy nutrients, such as omega-3 fatty acids, is beneficial for brain health. Such a diet improves the formation of neurons and leads to improved thinking, attention, and memory. In some, a healthy diet makes the brain happy, so we should all pay attention to what we eat. Now, nutrition can affect the brain throughout the life cycle, with profound implications for mental health and degenerative diseases. Many aspects of nutrition, from entire diets to specific nutrients, affect brain structure and function. But the role of nutrition in cognitive neuroscience is complex because... As with all aspects of nutrition, it is multifactorial. Now, the concern is not simply with the impact of a single chemical on the brain, but with multiple nutrients, metabolites, and interacting factors. There is a direct relationship between the foods we eat and the functioning of our brains. Proper, healthy nutrition can benefit the brain in several positive ways. A healthy diet can increase the production of new neurons, a process called neurogenesis. What we eat can also affect the synaptic plasticity, which is the ability of the connections between neurons to become stronger or or weaker over time. Now, synaptic plasticity is simply a measure of the number of connections between neurons. The more connections between neurons, the better they can communicate and the better we can learn, think, and memorize. Okay, all of this is fine. We say that nutrition affects cognition, but let's take a look at what cognition really means. Cognition refers to the mental processes involved in acquiring knowledge and the integration of these processes into responses such as learning, attention, memory, intelligence, what is called intelligence quotient, so IQ, and consciousness. Many aspects of nutrition, from entire diets to individual nutrients, have been implicated in cognition, mental health, dysfunction, and disease. 
Recent uh, research also suggests that there are other factors of particular importance, such as early environment and genetic variability. Okay, we're not going to go too much into these other two factors. Now we're going to talk about something a little bit different. We're, we're going to talk about uh, fetal weight. Okay, when the fetal weight of um, of a newborn is estimated to be below its gestational age, there can be many nutritional deficits. This problem has both immediate and long-term consequences for mental health because many of these infants are at a major risk of impaired neurodevelopment and neurobehavior, including multiple cognitive deficits and memory and learning. Being born below the right weight has effects on IQ, depression, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, and schizophrenia. All of these problems seem to affect more men than women, and so this is why we say that they are gender-specific. Likewise, being born below the right weight results in having uh, a reduced hippocampal volume, a term age, as well as less mature brain function. So basically, you're underdeveloped, okay? Now, despite considerable controversy, substantial evidence suggests that both maternal and infant nutrition have a critical role in later brain function. So maternal N3 fatty acid intake at 32 weeks of gestation is directly correlated with the child's IQ at 8 years of age. Okay, so you can see there's a, there's a correlation right there. Uh, okay, I mentioned before generic variability as well, but what is genetic variability as one of the uh, other two factors that I mentioned before, which were of particular importance? I'm just going to mention them really quickly. Generic uh, variability refers to the tendency of, of individual genetic characteristics in a population to vary from one another. It may also refer to the potential of a, of a genotype uh, to change or deviate when exposed to environmental or genetic factors. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about a diet that everybody knows about or everyone has heard about, and it is the Mediterranean diet. So what does the Mediterranean diet consist of, or what is it? Now, the Mediterranean diet is a way of eating that emphasizes plant-based foods and healthy fats. So in general, if you follow a Mediterranean diet, you'll eat lots of vegetables, fruit, beans, lentils, and nuts. Lots of whole grains like whole wheat, bread, and brown rice. Plenty of extra virgin olive oil as a source of healthy fat as well. A moderate amount of fish, especially fish rich in omega-3 fatty acids. A moderate amount of cheese and yogurt. Little or no meat, choosing poultry instead of red meat. Uh, little or no sweets, sugary drinks or butter and a moderate amount of wine with meals. But if you don't already drink, don't please don't start. Now, a dietitian can help you modify this diet as needed based on your medical history, uh, your underlying conditions, allergies, and preferences. 
But uh, in a nutshell, that would be the Mediterranean diet. Now, what are the benefits of, of this diet? The Mediterranean diet has many benefits, including lowering your risk of cardiovascular disease, supporting a body weight that's healthy for you, supporting healthy blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol, so keeping those under control, lowering your risk of metabolic syndrome, supporting a healthy balance of gut microbiota, bacteria, and other microorganisms in your digestive system, lowering your risk for certain types of cancer, slowing the decline of brain function as you age, and basically just helping you live longer. Okay, so we talked about fatty acids, but what are fatty acids and why are they so important or why do they seem to be so important to, to, keep, you, to keep you healthy? Well, fatty acids are the building blocks of the fat in our bodies and in the food we eat. During digestion, the body breaks down fats into fatty acids, which can then be absorbed into the blood. Fatty acid molecules are usually joined together in groups of three, forming a molecule called a triglyceride. These fatty acids enhance memory, mood, and behavior and reduce the symptoms of depression. By contrast, deficiency of N3 fatty acids is linked with increased risk of dyslexia, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, depression, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, and schizophrenia. Okay, well, take into account that uh, a disease such as schizophrenia, for example, has a lot of other genetic uh, var uh, variants that go into it. So it's not obviously uh, based or caused only uh, or because of nutrition. So it's it's uh, it has a lot of other generic variables in it. Okay, fatty acids such as N3 and N6, uh, which are of particular importance for our bodies, can be found in different types of foods. So what foods contain omega-3 and omega-6 fats? Well, fatty fish like salmon, uh, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, etc., trout as well, eggs, including omega-3 enriched eggs, flax seeds and flaxseed oil, walnuts, soybeans, tofu, uh, canola oil, fortified foods like some margarines, juices, and yogurts. So all of this types of foods contain omega-3 and omega-6 fats. There you go. Uh, just take into account that uh, recent research also suggests that it's not just simply the level of N3 fatty acids, but the balance between N3 and N6 fatty acid intakes, which is critical uh, for optimal mental health. Okay, so that it's the uh, interplay between these two that seems to be really important. Anyhow, so I hope you like this uh, uh, three-block uh, episode, series of episodes uh, about health and cognition in general, right? And in conclusion, I can only say that we are what we eat, all right? So we are what we eat. We got to eat right. We got to sleep right. 
and we got to do sports. <laughs> and that's basically the thing. So all of these things are going to help us improve our cognition. And as you know, in order to learn a language, you need to have a good cognition. So you, uh, uh, you, you, your mental and psychological capacities have to be uh, pretty good in order to uh, learn a new language. So there you go. Anyway, thank you very much, guys, for having put up with me. And please don't forget to subscribe. You're awesome. Bye-bye. Hugs.